Welcome to another edition of a Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation podcast. I'm Brad Shepard, joined here by my business partner, Jason Yabanowicz. Howdy, folk. How are we all doing? So first of all, we'd just like to say a big thank you, a big shout out to everyone who's been um, singing out to us on Facebook and the like. Um, you've been getting on the podcast, you've been downloading them, enjoying them, obviously you're liking the content. So we'd just like to say thank you, keep supporting it, and uh, we'll keep delivering you the amazing content week by week. And we'd love, uh, you'd love you to do us a big favor, and uh, that is to uh, leave some reviews, give, it the, give the podcast a rating. Uh, what it does is it helps inspire other people that um, you know they should, they should really get on and listen to this uh, education material to assist their business as well. So we'd appreciate that very kindly. Yeah. All right, Jay. So what do we got in store for us today? Well, what we're going to look at today, mate, is we're looking at the topic of how to really boost the, the productivity and the profits in a personal training business. Um, and that's from people that are coming straight out of college and what is the process uh, that they need to follow, but more importantly, what seems to happen out there and why is it that so many trainers, when they leave the colleges, or all of a sudden find themselves in a bit of, I guess, a challenging position when it comes to running their business. So we wanna look at that first and foremost. Um, so I guess why do we have such a high dropout rate in the industry is what we're gonna look at. Yeah, and and really it comes from from a place of um, us being the um, you know the sought after authority in this area. So, you know, you you've obviously got qualified on some level if you've listened to this, you've um, been through the certification process, or you're in the process of doing it or contemplating it. You know, up to two hundred plus colleges around Australia, graduating fifteen thousand plus uh, people from colleges every year, and you know, really for a lot of the colleges, they're competing on on price, um, they're competing on the short duration of courses flexible delivery modes, all the rest of it. And it is a quite a highly competitive marketplace. So they're competing on a number of those different modes. And with all due respect to the colleges, hey, we have great relationships with many of them. But, you know, many people would agree that people are coming out of colleges certified, but in many ways not yet quite competent and confident enough to you know to run a successful business and understand uh, that side of it. So I guess that's a bit where we come in, and we are definitely the people to be delivering you this information today. Yeah, it's a fair it's a fair point, and it's not us knocking the colleges. The the real thing is is that like Brad said, they um, they're not experts in that area. They're not experts in helping you to um, understand how to run a business effectively and efficiently. And that's what we're famous for. We're famous for handing people the the resources, the tools we've spent the last six years. Uh, you know, with Create PT Wealth, making sure that our systems and methods and models uh, fast track that for, for trainers. Not only that, we've been in business for, you know, uh, we've been in the, the fitness industry, first day of the new lips, for the last uh, 20 years, uh, but however, been in business for a long time and we've figured out what works and what doesn't. And really what we're going to start talking to you about today is the process of planning and structuring your business uh, because, you know, with the experience that we've had, We've, been, we've educated ourselves a lot in this area. So we want to pass on this information for you. So it doesn't matter if you're about to finish, you're going through your, your Cert 3, your Cert 4, uh, you've been in a game for a long time, uh, or you're just relatively new, this is going to be all applicable and you're going to take something away. Because we know firsthand that it's easy just to start up in business. It doesn't mean that you're doing it correctly or efficiently or effectively. So, uh, you know, that's what we want to talk to you today. So I guess, Brad, what we're going to look at and cover off is, is the process from, you know, someone who, who's leaving college 
um, predictably what what happens and uh, you know if, I guess in your opinion or your, for your advice what does need to state start to take uh, shape yeah absolutely and um, really the most uh, sought after part the initial stage of it which is our the first part of our, our cert forward small business management program is all about business planning and those big words now you've, those main words you've, you've probably heard it um, at you know in through study you've probably done a bit of it but we would really emphasize the importance of having some type of business plan. Now, what can happen is at the beginning, if you've got no concept of how your business is gonna look like, you might be doing it as part of your assessment or whatever, you might throw together something as a bit of an idea, hey, this is you know how, how it could possibly look. But the reality of it, once the reality of this whole thing is once you get into business, you really wanna have a set structure and have a set target, have a set um, financial goal in terms of where you're heading towards. And so we would suggest at bare minimum, um, if you didn't wanna create the world's biggest thesis in the world, you can narrow this type of plan down to a couple of pages really. Yeah, and sorry, you go. And we, um, you know, if we have a look at 12 months as a bare minimum, we go, okay, what do you wanna earn in 12 months time or what do you wanna be earning? And what would be, you know, on almost three different levels, what would you be A, not prepared to cop less than, um, B, in the middle somewhere, you know, satisfied, um, and at the upper end, go and pop in the champagne corks. And we go, okay, 52 weeks, let's figure out what that amount is. And then we can start working backwards from there. What are some of the things we could start touching on, Jase? Well, uh, just because firstly on that that point there, it's, you know, like a lot of people we know when they when we say what we want to earn, they, they do struggle. So firstly, I really like that principle that you just said, what, what would you be prepared not to accept? What what's, would be, you know, okay, and then what would be excellent? So... You know, I do like that, and uh, one of the things I've heard you say often in our two-day seminars, mate, is um, when it comes to this point, is if you struggle, you can look at what, what actually what do you actually just need in order to survive. So you work at if you you know you've got a mortgage, if you don't, if you're paying rent, even if you're paying just board at home, add it up over the course of the year. What what do you actually need to be earning just to cover that? Then look at well, do you go out on weekends? What kind of lifestyle do you want to provide? Do you, do you give yourself an allowance, a hundred bucks? Some of these things can then make it easy for you to go, look, just to actually live the lifestyle I want, I've got to make this amount of money. Mm-hmm. So that can be uh, that can be some of the key things you want. If you if you want to get a house, then that's going to make it easier to go, well, go and do the research. What do I need as a deposit? All these things can really help. And in my opinion, unless you have those those things in place, getting up at, out of bed in the morning to go that extra mile to make the extra income uh, can be challenging if you don't have that stuff in place. So I agree, sitting down and just sitting, writing a figure on a bit of paper, what I want to earn, unless it has some real meaning or attachment behind it, can be challenging. So mm-hmm. look for some of those areas of, of what do you want to achieve? Do you want to go on holiday this year or every year? Do you want to, do you want to go on holiday? And you're going to give yourself 10 grand you know, to, per year to, to, to do those holidays. So start designing your life first and then you know your business plan uh, and what you want to earn could become a lot easier. So, and um, uh, you know, unfortunately, what we have seen in the industry, and again, we speak from twenty years of experience of seeing this, is unfortunately many people jump into the industry and just get paid what you know is available. You know, so it's like if I get a client and that client's paying me sixty bucks, oh beauty, I'm, I got sixty bucks, ripper. Uh, if I get a second client, suddenly I'm now over 120 bucks, and that might get up to 300 or 400 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it is. And really, just back to that thing of accepting what is coming to you, you know, without that plan. And it's just so essential, you know. We can't speak highly enough of it. Not, not, 
not being comfortable with this whole thing of going, okay, you know, even if it's 300, 500, 700, 1,000 or whatever, but actually having a structured plan. And we definitely speak from experience when we say we've spoken to way too many people and we say, what's your income goal? What's your income target? They can't tell us. Mm. They've got no idea. They haven't, they haven't written it down. They haven't thought about it. They haven't planned it, worked backwards. What do they need, etc. And on, um, for those who don't know about myself, uh, and Brad's heavily involved in this area as well. I spent the last 13, 14 years in, in, I guess what you'd say, the psychology field, like understanding why we do the things that uh, don't serve us and more importantly, how to break through those. And one of the reasons you um, people can avoid doing this is because when you do start to plan it out, put it in paper, it can bring up, you know, some limiting beliefs about you. Can I really achieve this? And and the, hey, look, the, the, the fact is, is if I go and do this plan, I look at it, do I really want to sit there now starting to feel like I'm not able to achieve this kind of goal? Take me back to school as an example and back in a maths class, feeling like the dumbass, feeling like the one who can't, you know, I'm behind everybody else. So there is a, there is a psychological level to this as well, sometimes why people don't do it. So I look at it and I go, well, there's a plenty of information out there about how to do business plans. There's plenty of business coaches out there. There's plenty of guides and resources. I would say that when Brad and I went through, it wasn't as readily available, but books were. There was a lot of information. So it's not about the, not having the resources. So then I look at why aren't people going to set their business plans and doing all that? And normally because it can be confronting. So I just want you to be mindful of that and be aware of that. Um, and it is a positive experience. So if you're sitting there feeling like, oh, oh, this is starting to feel a bit uncomfortable, challenging, is it right, is it, is, it, is it right? You need to be able to let that go, put it to the side, knowing that you're taking the first action step to moving close in that area. Because how did you get good at personal training or being a personal trainer? You didn't just rock up and that, was, that happened. Uh, you had to go to college, you had to do the education. I'm sure there was a part where it felt a bit, un- bit uncomfortable. You're learning muscle groups, insertions, all these things that weren't, um, I-, I guess, new-, new to you, that were new to you, but you persevered because the goal was big enough for you to do that. So we've got to think about that when we're setting our business plans, understanding it can be a little bit uncomfortable. However, if you don't do it, the consequences down the track are great. We've seen plenty of examples of people being in business 10 years and they still don't set financial goals. And like Brad said, unfortunately, for 10 years, they've just been hoping for the best and accepting what they get rather than taking control of it, setting their own boundaries, their own desires, their own goals that they want to achieve, and then making that happen. So they're the two things to look at. Mm, yeah, I agree 100%. So, you know, if you're listening to this and, you know, you if, if you're in that category, what we'd suggest you do is at this point in time, set yourself a, a time to sit down and, and, and write this down, calculate it, figure it out, start working backwards. You know, you might have been in business for three years chugging away and, hey, we get it at the beginning that maybe you just wanted to dip your toe in the water and figure out, well, is this industry for me? You might have been working a full-time job and, and you know, deciding, hey, do I want to actually make that transition from full-time work to doing something that I absolutely love? Um we get all that bit, we've seen it. However, what we'd say is that in far too many instances, we see people just chip away with that sort of mentality <clears throat> and they get three years down the track and they're in exactly the same position. And when we say to them, what's the income target? They can't tell us. Um, they haven't uh, successfully put together the financial goal, the financial target, the financial plan. Um, the other bit to this, of, of course, is looking at you know running some basic feasibilities. Now, on the flip side, you might come out and go, beauty, I'm going to rip into this industry. Um, I'm, I'm dead set keen on, on, on positioning myself as an expert. 
Um, you figure out to earn the type of income target that you have. Maybe you want to earn yourself 120 grand a year because that's where you've set the, the target. <clears throat> you figure out how many sessions you want to do and you work backwards. Uh, you want to take some holidays, do, do the stuff you like to do and figure out, okay, to achieve all that, um, I need to charge 150 bucks a session. Now, you know, we would be the last persons on earth to tell you that you can't do that, that's for sure. Uh, we've, that, we've gone way beyond that ourselves. We've had many of our people come through our mentoring and coaching programs go way beyond that. So we've seen the reality that that type of stuff is possible. However, on the flip side, we also realize there can be a reality in the beginning is that maybe you need to, to, to figure out a way to dip your toe in the water. Um, and so if you set the, the, um, the target in a position that just seems totally out of reach, totally overwhelming, you take it to market, you don't really get yourself some, any sales, any bums on seats, then again, that could be quite a confronting situation to be in. Uh, of course, uh, we have many different models and ways that you can increase your income, you know, with semi-privates groups and all the rest of it. However, you know, we, we really need to look at some of those cold hard facts and go, okay, well, is there a way that you could be setting yourself up for, you know, a potential letdown um, if you just sit down there and just rough, put some rough figures down on paper? Yeah. So they're definitely, um, they're definitely the first key ingredients to doing it. And, uh, you know, once, once you got through that part, we, then, we, then we look at some other, I, I guess, things that need to be um, observed. And one is that most people, when they do then start to the plan, they think they've got 52 weeks of the year, th- things along those lines. And if at the moment you're a solo independent trainer, uh, you don't have a team working for you, or there's no other way that you make uh, income passively, which is, uh, I mean, passive income, I won't assume that everyone knows what it means. Basically, passive income is where money comes into your bank account without you actually having to turn up and deliver any type of work or do any effort. So uh, you'd be able to structure that. So regardless, either side, if you do have a team working for you uh, or uh, you're a solo trainer, what you need to do is is just look, if you've been in business for a while, look at um, some of the trends over the course of the time you've been in business and go, do I really have 52 weeks of the year? Is there a period around... You know, Easter is there, um, school holidays, Christmas time, where I, I notice that uh, there's people go, they go away, my income drops, all that kind of thing. So maybe really what you have when you're setting your financial targets is not 52 weeks of the year. Maybe it's more like 48. Maybe that's more realistic. Maybe there's a four week period over the course of the year where you've noticed that there's some times where your income could possibly drop. So that's just being realistic. Yeah, or you're away on holidays, for example. So or you're you away on holidays. Lock, you want to lock those holidays in. Um, and go, okay, well, you know, we start working backwards from there. Yeah, and um, they're, they're, the two, they're the two things. And, and we'll, we'll really, once again, that's just being realistic with your targets because that might change the weekly average figure that you need to be bringing in or working towards. So, you know, if you've worked it on 52 weeks a year, it's always better to be, I reckon, more conservative every, anyway and just allow for that. Like Brad said, you know, you, you, you trying to fall in that trap of the don't going away, all that kind of stuff. But if you do this planning, then you can go, well, look, worst case scenario, if I don't have any methods at this point in time to make income while I'm away or clients away, then just factor that into your overall plan. Once you do that, we could we could start, we talk about clients later about how to resolve that issue. So Christmas time and all these other periods that may have been an issue for you at some point, there's ways to make income during those periods anyway. Yeah, I, I spoke to one of our um, internship clients on our Create PT Wealth program just yesterday as part of our customer care process. We, we um, speak to a lot, a lot of our clients throughout the course of their duration with us and um, this person's had an income in, in increase of around about, uh, increase in income I should say, 
of around about the six to $700 per week. And, you know, things are moving in the right direction. Sessions are up, leads coming in, the, everything's lining up nicely. Uh, and she's still a solo independent operator, still works by herself for herself. And her income's, you know, 100% dependent upon her um, turning up and exchanging time for money. Uh, she was able to, you know, say one of her, the biggest things she did was to actually have that have a week off, switch off totally, phone off laptop, all the rest of it. Um, but she she'd increased the income significantly in such a way that it didn't impact the rest of her life, you know. So it was like, you know, quite a rewarding thing for her to go, okay, I've, I've, the income's coming in, I'm in a good position, I'm, I'm comfortable and I can actually afford to take that time off and not stress about the, the money. Uh, of course, the next bit for her is going to be now starting to build the team and start to funnel people under her. Yeah, uh, th- this is probably a side note, but it's just popped into into my tiny mind. Um, uh, as we're talking about the holiday and things like that, uh, one of the one of the tips that I got onto years and years ago before I started building a team of trainers, uh, instead of talking about um, Christmas being a bad time or winter or whatever like that, I had to really snap myself out of that and go, "Where's what's the solution in this?" So. Um, we, Brad mentioned the word uh, earlier on in this podcast about trainers accepting what they get paid and not really taking control of that. It's the same thing. Don't accept that that's just the way it is. So whenever we hear a trainer go, oh, it's just winter and all that, for every person that says that, I can guarantee you we can find someone who winter in winter they don't get affected by it. So one is, is if you're thinking that already, then you're, you're at some level subconsciously putting it out there that winter's going to be a bad time for you. So... You got to be very mindful of that at, at a, just at a, one of those, I guess, more airy fairy levels. But, you, but it's important that you're not thinking that that this this winter you're going to find a way to make it happen. Because if you're telling yourself that winter's a bad time or Christmas is a bad time, then that's going to tell your subconscious not to even bother to look for a solution in that. Uh, and the part that I wanted to get to in terms of just a solution for it, I thought, rightio. Uh, I, I keep going and just whinging, complaining and getting stressed around Christmas time that it, it, it dies off. So I go, what can I do? What's in my power now? When I say now, I'm talking in January, February. I'm not talking about November and December when most uh, uh, trainers start to think about that period of time. I go, what can I do now to start to find a solution for it? So there's things like I would just start asking my clients well in advance Who's going away? I know those of our kids and those have got children and they take school holidays. So I could start to get an idea already going, Peter, Jane, Mary, they all do X amount of sessions. I could work that out. And they've told me they're definitely going away at Christmas time or Easter. So you can do that. Get ahead of the game. You go, right, so these people are going to go away. If I did nothing about that, then that's going to be lost income. What I did then is I would start, I started to design a program and this is all about just testing and measuring and trialing. I would say to these people, look, while you're away, there's no reason why your training should stop. I'm going to record your training for you while you're away. You just need to put it on your iPod, stick in your ears and it's my voice talking you through these training programs for while you're away. What that meant was they were still going to pay anyway. They were going to pay the fee and that was all part of my overall service. So it wasn't just about the turning up the training um, the other thing in Christmas time, if you if you get an idea that you know there's uh, a bit of a trend and you know you've, you've found out who's going away, then find a way to, to make a income and uh, a boost your income uh, projections around that time. Can you pre-sell some kind of group training program or some kind of program after Christmas? Just to just we've seen it time and time again, haven't we, Brad? Where we go, okay, the income that was potentially going to be lost over there from doing nothing. Um, has actually not only been recovered by doing a pre-sale 
pre-Christ, prior to Christmas, but it's also boosted income mm. over yep. that period of time. So that's just one. That's just one solution. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's about, it comes back to that really basic thing of you know for, for many personal trainers out there, Christmas is you know quite often not a very merry Christmas, you know, because everything's chugging along well, training clients, loving it, and then all of a sudden for four or five weeks, boom. They're all gone, income drops, all the rest of it. So you've really, you know, it's back to that whole word of, of putting having a plan in place to, to counteract that. Look, when we get into the actual nuts and bolts of, of an income, and again, we don't want to speak for everyone on this program, but it, it pops up often enough for us to see that $100,000 a year is a pretty, um, you know, a pretty realistic, attainable figure and quite, a, I guess, a popular figure for many people um, reaching that mark. So it's roughly about $2,000 um, per week uh, to get you to that you know, that $100,000 per year. And really on the nuts and bolts of it in terms of the basics are, if we have a look at doing 25 sessions a week at a charge out rate of $80 per session, then that'll get you two grand a week um, over those 48 weeks. And, you know, if those 25 sessions a week are 45 minute sessions, then your total working time, working in your business where you're actually turning up and exchanging money is just slightly under 19 hours per week. So uh, I'll just let you. I'll just tell you those figures again, just so that it's clear in your mind. Because if you again you're struggling to figure out what it is that you you where to get to, twenty five sessions a week. That's five sessions a day, five days a week, Monday to Friday, or however you want to structure it. Uh, you might choose to only do a portion of it. Five sessions a week is not a lot. Five forty five minute sessions. You might choose to kick off at six in the morning and be done by lunchtime. Um, 45 minute sessions a week, that's just under 19 hours of actually contact, you know, so at a charge out rate of $80 per session. Um, so that's, that's what it takes to achieve that amount. But then of course, what we need to do is to start planning and working backwards and going, okay, what does it take me to get those sessions? Okay. Um, and more importantly, this is the bit where we start to have a look at the real statistical tracking and measuring of what you have going on in your business and what I would encourage everyone to do regardless of where you, whether you're kicking off, whether you're in the medium term of your business or whether you've been in business for a while, is to start to track what happens in your business. Um, so we've started on, we've spoken about having a business plan, having a game plan, we realize that's important. We've spoken about the importance of you setting the targets and being clear on it and finding out a budget on how to do that. Now we start speaking about how do you track and measure this stuff um, because Again, what we find, we've spoken to way too many people to see that. They can be uh, chugging along in business a few months into it, maybe a few years into it, and they have absolutely no idea where their clients come from. They have absolutely no idea how many people they've spoken to to acquire their current clients. They have absolutely no idea how referrals come in, etc., etc. So we would, we would definitely recommend We have these documents templated already up um, in our program, people that work with us, that they have to record each and every component of their business. How many inquiries come over email? How many inquiries come through via the website? How many inquiries come through various lead generation sources they set up, Facebook ads, etc., etc. How many people they speak to on the gym floor? And this list could go on and on and on. And really, you want to be, become um, meticulous about this particular area of your business. Yeah, and I guess what I mean, it can just sound like a lot of, um, you know, sitting in front of the computer or the rest of it. I'm sure for some people, that's, that, you know, when you hear all that stuff, it, it, it doesn't sound exciting or riveting. And I'm sure that's back to that thing again, why people don't do it. They go, well, I just got into the business to train people and I don't really want to do any of that kind of stuff. So I guess, you know, my question to you, Brad, hearing that is, well, what's, 
what's the real benefit in it? Like, what does it actually give you? You know, what's the um, what's the end result? It's, well, uh, it's not just about tracking, putting figures in, is it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, if we use the example of somebody who's in the ca- in the category of going, hey, I absolutely love this industry. I'm totally passionate about it. I love what I do. I really love training people. I probably don't want to spend all day doing admin and all the rest of it. Then what having a system like this setup enables you to do is in the long run to do more of the things that you love to do. So if you can, from the beginning, medium term, long term, wherever it is you're in business, set up a system or a program where you track all this stuff, and I guarantee you, the better it can be set up in the beginning, um, it's a bit like a, a bit like a Lego set. You know, you start building it small, um, and then you keep adding to it bit by bit. You set this up, and it won't take you a huge amount of time. It could be a daily tracking process that you have. Um, what it enables you to do is to be able to focus your energies into the things that you love. So let's do a more certification courses if it's learning new skills, new techniques, all that type of stuff. Unfortunately, because what what you are able to do is to pinpoint exactly what's happening in in your business. You can tell at any point in time how much money you're earning. You can tell at any point in time the projections, who's going to be away, when income could be coming in, when a client could be dropping off. Um, what it takes to get a new client, you can figure out that, hey, for every five people I speak to, I'll get one on board. Yeah. Um, so if you're ever at a point struggling, figuring out how do you get that next person, well, what do we, what would we tell you to do? Well, go and speak to five people because we guarantee that your stats are telling you that for every five, you'll get one. Yeah. And I, I can remember my own personal story with that is I, 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 didn't, I didn't do any of it. When I was first started, for many years, I didn't do any of this tracking and, and the Brad was talking about. I really put me back at school and that was the last place I really wanted to feel like I was at. You know, so consciously I wasn't saying that, but that's how I was feeling. Uh, and, you know, really it, it got to the point where I was getting to have time to do my tax and go to the account. And it was more like just finger crossing, you know, hopefully that I'd made the money that was, um, you know, something that I would have been happy with. And I had no idea until that point really what I was doing month to month. Uh, what that what that meant was that decisions that I made in my life were limited because of that. So, you know, living week to week, spending the money, you know, no plan. That takes us back full circle to the initial thing, you know. Then I started going, well, do I want to be 30 and 40 and still not have a house, not, you know, start to set myself up for the future? So it's all good to put the stuff off and not think about it, live day to day. And I'm all for living for the moment. You don't know what's happening around the corner tomorrow. But what happens if you do make it to a longer period of your life? you really got to have these things in place. Not only that, it, it really serves as a way to grow as an individual. So once you set a goal of buying a house, investing, developing yourself in these areas, then it, it forces you to rise and develop. So, and what I noticed it gave me is then, you know, then I realized it was possible to have the things that I thought maybe not, you know, that being the toys, you know, I could go out and buy the toys. And, you know, when I was getting up in the morning, I'm going, you know, like it, what excites me about looking at the facts and figures now is to make sure I'm on track because I wanted to go and buy a Harley and, you know, I want to be able to take holidays where I want to take, not just take a holiday that I had to do because I didn't have the, the funds for it. You know, all these things are really important. So when I started to sit down and look at the figures, I had a total had to get had a total mind shift change to why I was doing it, and it was no longer about you know being back at school, not liking or not being good at it, because if that's the story you're running, then it's it's you're never going to do it, and your business is going to struggle. And you, like Brad said, you just don't know. You would not train a client who is training for a specific end goal and not test and measure their results to make sure they're on track. So, you know, with your business, you've got to view it that way as well. You've got to make sure it's okay. Are we doing the, the, the correct amount of reps 
to get to this end financial goals? Are we get is our fitness improved? Are we eating the right, you know, the right nutrition so we can get this end result? It's a similar, actually, one hundred percent the same thing with anything you want to achieve. So yeah, great, great analogy. I absolutely love it. And you know, really, the the thing is that these skills are totally transferable. So if you're passionate about your nutrition, your training. You're tracking all. You become great at tracking all those bits of it. On some level, you learn how to do that, and you become passionate about it. And you can do. You can transfer that to exactly this part of your business. Now, I mean, I must admit that I was clueless in terms of what I needed to do and what how I needed to get it structured and so forth. So I just had to stick up my hand and 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 um and admit that you know, sing out for help. That was the most important bit. And um, that was liberating because I realized that hold on, I actually don't have to have all the answers. Because you can be sitting there clueless, going, "Well, this all sounds good, boys. You know, you sound like you're, you guys sound like you're all over it. You know what you're talking about." But for me, I still don't know where the hell to start. How does this thing look? You know, is it some type of program I can get? What? How does it all happen? You know. And so for for me, when I was in that position, I, I just I just sung out for help. I stuck out my hand, and I got around those that had been there and done it, um, had been successful in these particular areas, and I clung to them like anything. So. You know, it's it's that's what we say to you. You know, you you really don't want to keep battling, trying to struggle day in day out, trying to figure out um, what the answers are. What you do is you you hit this you hit the pause button and go, okay, I need some help. Yeah, I, I absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Uh, and the, the ways that we would like to be able to help you, uh, if you allow us to do that, if we you allow us to be your coach, and you know that would be great for us because you know in the last six years that we've been going for Create PT Wealth now, depending on when you listen to this podcast, where we started, you know, uh, we started back in, uh, uh, when was it, Brad? Um, <laughs> 2008. 2008. Left a, left a um, you know, a very memorable yeah. time, you know, for you, isn't it? 2008. What threw me was going, depending on when people listen to this. So we started in 2008. I guess we're now in uh, 2004. I've got that part right. I've got the year correct that we're in now. Um, 2004, are we? <laughs> yeah. 2004, 2014, you know, same thing. I just Take want to make sure you're listening. Years, you know. Um, so in that in that period of time, we've educated over six and a half thousand trainers, and that climbs, you know, um, because of all the education resources that we've got. So what we're obviously passionate about is passing on these tools. Now, in these podcasts, they're great. They're they're great ways for you to get motivated, get tips, and apply them to your business. Really, if you wanted to take it to the next level, what we've seen work effectively, and what we've personally done, and of course, what we're known for is. You know, handing the trainers the tools, the resources, education. So, look, what what our recommendation would be, and uh, we would do you a disservice if we didn't if we didn't make this pathway very clear for you to walk down. Is that you could rather get along to our two day seminar, and and what really what that is is it's a great opportunity to spend two days with us, connect with us. We get to connect with you. Uh, we get to t- uh, spend two full days teaching our methods. Uh, on how to build a successful PT business. Uh, we've also got, you know, we do coaching, mentoring, you know, we've got certification courses. So there's a lot to choose from. So really the easiest option at this point, if you're listening uh, to this podcast, is go to Create PT Wealth's website, the main authority website, www.createptwealth.com.au. And on that website, you'll be able to look at what's the most appropriate first step for you. Is it our certification course? Is it attending our two-day workshop? Uh, Is it investigating about what it takes to get a a business, your own business mentor and coach to help accelerate your results? Uh, Or is it just that I need to contact the office and, um, you know, have someone contact me so we we can, 
we can, you can have a chat with one of our consultants to, to figure out and help you to go what would be the most appropriate step for where I'm at right now. Mm. I agree 100%. So the, uh, you know, the takeaway message for those of you who are listening to this, you know, because you know, this is, could all be great info, but without some sort of takeaway action plan, then hey, that's all these info. So my, my big tip here, now I'm putting on my business coach's hat, um, is to say to you to find time out of your schedule and the sooner the better is to sit down and to start fleshing this stuff out. So start to try and get your head around it and I guarantee you that it can be challenging. It can be confronting. So you know, don't expect to knock this thing on the head and go, okay, beauty, two grand a week, that's what it is. Lock it in, Eddie. Uh, what I'd suggest you do is to, is to really flesh it out and start working backwards and get meticulous about it. Spend some time and then have a look at those different... Um, parts to it that we spoke about, what you're not prepared to accept less than, what's a, a, a comfortable position that you would, you know, you'd feel satisfied with, and of course, at the upper end, where would you be popping the champagne corks? And we like the terminology, um, or greater, when we set our income target, because, hey, we're, we're shooting for the target, however, we also realise that we'd be, um, we'd be open to accepting more as well, and that's, um, that's definitely been the case in many instances, you know, where we've shot for something and gone beyond it, so... Um, you don't want to put any limitations on what's possible out there because, you know, we we constantly get impressed, you know, amazed, uh, inspired by watching the uh, people come through our mentoring coaching program and who really achieve that success. And it becomes way bigger than, you know, having a having a, our amazing team of coaches and people, but we get to now uh, have impacted all these amazing PT businesses and see um, that people get the success in their business as well. Yeah, so right now you have an important decision to make and that is to what you're going to do with this, like Brad said. So uh, knowledge is just knowledge, and without it being put into practice, it, um, that's where it sits on the bookshelf. So wisdom and getting results and growth is about taking some kind of action from this. So, you know, you can listen to a million podcasts, read a million books, and still not do anything with it. So, you know, really, really decide that you're going to do something. And you, like my favorite saying is, unless there's enough desire, enough dissatisfaction, people normally don't do anything. So it's your responsibility to really build enough desire for what you want for your life. Like Brad said, so you don't have to have that perfectly clear today, but what you need to do is make a start at some, some description. So, uh, you know, like my last tip is, if you're in business, if that's what you're currently doing right now, even if you're just working for yourself, solo, uh, independent uh, contractor, then, you start to refer yourself as a business owner. So you're a business owner. Uh, and just see how that feels. You know, you, 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 if it pops up, no, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just a trainer, then that's the first place to start as well. Because if you're actually running your own business, you're not working for somebody, you are effectively a business owner. And start to get used to referring to yourself in that fashion. And what that'll do is it'll start training yourself to, to spend more time focusing on the actual business side of it rather than referring to yourself as just a trainer because believe me you're not just a trainer you're so much more than that and you know you're a business owner first and foremost all right all right so we're signing off for today um lovely um being with you today uh, we look forward to catching up with you in the future and keep tuning into these podcasts uh we're loving the feedback as we discussed and we'll keep churning out the great content um for our people Bye for now. See ya.